0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways. And TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Swain Event Fueled by Dead Barbecue. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. It is Wednesday, March the 16th. Five minutes past the top of the hour. NCAA tournament has started. March Madness was already mad days ago, but the official NCAA tournament kicked off last night. The first four. Ben, good morning, man. Good morning.
2: Already 2-0 oh on my bracket Let's go 2-0 oh. I had Texas Southern and Indiana winning Said that on the show yesterday
1: So out to a 2-0 oh start, baby Let's yeah. go Yeah, we We had too. that perfect bracket Me too, perfect already You see it right there Texas Southern, Indiana I got it too Hey, let's go I got it Man, Trace Jackson Davis Whoa Some
2: big time dunks last night
1: Whoa, 29 points, nine rebounds. Getting busy last night for the Hoosiers. Wow. By the way,
2: I asked last night in the Tennessee baseball press box, why is Texas A&M Corpus Christi called the Islanders? And apparently their campus is on an island.
1: Their jerseys are trash.
2: They are, as well. But remember yesterday, we yeah. were wondering why they're called the Islanders. Yeah, I know. It made zero sense to us, but apparently their campus is on an island. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It makes me feel a lot better. And you're right. Their jerseys were absolute trash. So worst
1: jerseys in college basketball. Yes.
2: And, and how could you pick against Texas Southern? How could you pick against Glory Road? No, you can't do that now. No, you can't. I mean, that was the, the premise of my pick. You just can't pick against Glory Road. And I'm not picking a team from Texas called the Islanders. I don't care if they're on an island or not. And they definitely didn't deserve to be picked after they showed up in those trash jerseys. The only thing more trash than those jerseys are Mitchell Trubisky. The only thing more trash than those jerseys. Mason Rudolph and Mitchell Trubisky. I
1: don't know why you're downing your own team like this, man.
2: I'm not doubting, Downing. My own team. You start quarterback. I'm downing my my terrible quarterbacks hey. because the Steelers
1: were lazy and didn't want to go get a real quarterback. The Browns putting in some work, that's for sure. If it happens. The Browns are in position to get Deshaun Watson. They're going to meet with him and uh, got Baker Mayfield all in his feelings, putting out statements as if he is on the way out. I know one thing. I'll take Baker Mayfield and Pittsburgh over the
2: two bozos I've got. Well, that would be fun. That would be fun. And plus, I would enjoy a Baker Mayfield revenge
1: tour against the Browns. His uh, attitude. He, he would be petty. There's no doubt about that. But Texas Southern, man, um you do have the mo- the movie Glory Road, but Johnny Jones, man, I remember his time at LSU. Woo. See the coach of Texas Southern? Mm-hmm.
2: I can't tell you a single. Texas A&M Corpus Christi player. I can't tell you a single Texas Southern player. I forgot that Johnny Jones was the coach at Texas Southern until right now. I don't know who the coach is at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. You just can't pick against Glory Road. It's as simple as that and in in the NCAA tournament when you're filling out your bracket, you've got to have some games where you
1: you just roll with with some interesting logic. That was, that was me. that's why I picked Texas Southern, but yeah, Johnny Jones, remember his time at LSU could not win with Ben Simmons. No. I mean, he, he was, he was not great, not great, Bob, but that's why I feel like a guy like Conzo Martin will be able to go land a job pretty easy because if Johnny Jones can go get a job, Conzo Martin will easily be able to go get a job. Frank Martin will easily be able to go get a job. And, um, you know Tom Cream. I don't know what he's going to do, but he should be able to go get a job as as well, at, you know, a smaller school. There's a lot of jobs that is going to, I'm sure, open up. Happens every single year. Yes. I mean,
2: you you hit the
1: nail on the head.
2: Those coaches, Conzo, Frank, I guess Tom Cream. I'm less confident in Tom Cream than I am Conzo and Frank. Me too. But Schools like Texas Southern would absolutely love to have them, and maybe, like I said, I think it was Monday. May, maybe it's a situation like Anthony Grant, where they're just going to be a really good mid-level coach, mid-major coach. Yep, and and that's perfectly okay.
1: They'll they'll meet them where they are, which is mediocre basketball coach. At the highest level, but it may be better at a, a little bit of a lower level. So, I uh, hope, hopefully, Conzo is coaching again. Um, a lot of respect for him, like him, but just didn't get it done at the um, SEC level. Still got to fill out this bracket. Have you started to fill it out? I, I have. I've started to fill it
2: out in my head. I'll uh, I'll put pen to paper. Today and put the, the finishing touches on it tomorrow before the first first game. But it is are there any games in your head to where you, you can't decide, you're kinda of going back and forth because I, I know I have a, a couple of those in, in my head and, and really it's it's not you know the, the coin flip games like the eight and nines. That could go either way. It's, the, it's more of, do I want to be bold? Am I brave enough to pick UTC over Illinois? Am I brave enough to do it? I don't trust Illinois. They're, they're capable of, of making it out of the region. I mean, they, they could make an Elite Eight Final Four run. Illinois is that good, or they have that much potential. They're, their ceiling is the roof. But, I mean, they could absolutely lose the UTC, and it would not surprise me at all. So, I'm done with Illinois. I picked them last year to win right. it all. I, I didn't. I don't think. I, I think I had them in the national championship game. I know Not I had them. I know I had them in the final four. I can't remember if I had them in the national championship. Worthless. Game. But yeah, I'm. I after last year, I don't trust Illinois. Like part of me wants to pick Memphis to beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16 or uh, in in the round of 32 in the second round. Part of me wants to do it. I'm not going to do it, but it's kind of situations like that. How, how bold, how brave do I want to be that's tying my mind up into a pretzel? Do I want to pick Murray State over Kentucky in the round of 32? Yes, I do. Do I think it's possible that Murray State beats Kentucky? Yes, I do. Am I brave enough to pick it? I don't know. Am, am I going to cower it out? It's a strong possibility I'm going to cower it out.
1: Are you going to put Tennessee as the national champion. No. Are you? I don't
2: know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Here, here's here, I don't I and I don't know how far I'm I'm going to have Tennessee going on my bracket. But aside from filling out a bracket, my general thoughts on Tennessee is that they will lose to Villanova or Arizona in the sweet 16 or elite 8. I think those are the most likely outcomes. But if Villanova and Arizona are upset before they get to Tennessee and Tennessee plays somebody other than Villanova, so Tennessee, if Villanova loses, who are the other three teams in Villanova's little pod that they would play?
1: Um, Colorado State, Michigan. No, 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 no. Delaware, Delaware, Ohio State, Loyola Chicago.
2: Like I think Tennessee beats all three of those teams. I was, I would pick Tennessee against all three of those teams, and I, I think Tennessee would walk right into the Elite Eight. If Arizona gets upset along the way, I think Tennessee would would win in the Elite Eight. So my my general big picture thoughts on Tennessee's bracket is that I I, I think that they'll lose to Villanova or Arizona in the sweet 16 or the Elite 8 but if those two teams get get upset before they get to Tennessee I think Tennessee
1: goes to the final four Does that makes sense mhm yeah if 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 we were not fans of Tennessee would you pick Tennessee to go further than being a fan because i look at some of the national pundits i look at a guy like Colin Cowherd, I mean, he picked Tennessee to win the whole deal. Well, Tennessee's going to lose in the first round. Yeah, especially if Cowherd picked, right? Yes. Um, I think sometimes you try so hard not to be biased, but really at the end of the day, Tennessee is one of the best five teams in college basketball right now. I mean, AP A- poll said so. And
2: and really, they, in terms of who is playing the best basketball, it's higher than that. Who who is who can we definitively say is playing better basketball than Tennessee
1: right now? You can possibly you can possibly say Arizona. I mean, if you, I mean,
2: just looking at the AP
1: poll. Listen, Arizona they've they've lost two games since they lost to Tennessee. In a, a
2: decent conference, but but they've beaten the good teams in that conference. Who, who are the two games that, that they have lost since Tennessee?
1: Colorado. Yes, which Tennessee beat, funny enough. And UCLA. They, they lost to UCLA away. They lost to Colorado away.
2: And those two losses make sense. Th- those aren't bad losses in my book. Colorado's not a bad basketball
1: team. No. A- and it was
2: on the road. It makes sense that Arizona slipped up there, It makes sense that Arizona lost on the road to a UCLA team that I believe was picked in the top five to start the year. Preseason top five team, a lot of people picking them to, to get back to the Final Four because they brought back Johnny Juzang and uh, the other kid that I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Uh, Tiger, the point guard, and Jaquez. Yeah, Jaquez. Mm-hmm. Was that? Jaquez Garcia or, or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't, honestly, I don't think you can say anybody is playing better basketball definitively than Tennessee right now.
1: Jamie Hawkins. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, got Tiger Campbell is a point guard with the hair. Yeah, with the crazy hair. Yeah, the Sasha Bob hair. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys coming back, so, I mean, UCLA is probably failed to reach regular season expectations, but... I mean this. This team is, I think, poised to make a deep run. Remember last year, they were a team that was, I think, what, eleven seed, UCLA.
2: Yeah, yeah. Remember that they, they they had to win in uh, Dayton, right? Mm-hmm. They they beat uh, Michigan State. They barely got in and made a Final Four run, which is why I consider the first four. Last night, tonight's games, it's why I consider it a part of the NCAA tournament. Because technically, will it ever happen? Probably not. But technically, a team who played last night, it would be Indiana. Because Texas Southern isn't going to win the national championship. But Indiana could win the national championship. It won't happen. I I would be surprised if a, a, a first four team ever won the national championship. But technically, it could happen, which is why I consider last night and tonight a part of the NCAA tournament. And I I, I think that we need to uh, uh, adapt how we fill out our bracket and include the, the first four in our picks. Like on the ESPN Bracketology, it, it doesn't... No love. Yeah, it, it doesn't care. You, you pick... Like if you think uh, Indiana is going to win in the first round this weekend, you, you pick Indiana or Wyoming on on the bracketology. It doesn't even allow you to really differentiate (laughs) between the two.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm I'm looking at my um, bracket now. So if you go to the Swain Event app and you go to the show notes, the 2022 Swain Event Bracket Challenge is available. It's right there. So the show does have – a bracket challenge go to Swain event app show notes and you will see it the 20 2021 Swain event bracket challenge is what you will see so yeah but on, on my paper I'm not done filling it out and I'll be done filling everything out before uh, the game start today what are the, the,
2: the games on your bracket that are stressing you out? You you don't know who to roll with. You you, you don't have a whole lot of confidence. Seton Hall TCU, the eight nine matchup. The good news is that you probably have the one seed that it's gonna match up beating those two teams. Yeah, yeah. I ain't worried about it. I mean I got all the
1: one seeds winning in the first round. Yeah, so um if,
2: well I would hope so. Houston Houston UAB. I'm I'm picking UAB in that one. I'm doing it. And that one's pretty fascinating because UAB is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, and Houston is one of the best teams in the country at defending the three. So that will be fascinating. I'm going Houston, then, since you said UAB. I'm going UAB because Houston, without two of its four best players, I think uh, that it's easy to overcome that adversity when you play – In an American conference that isn't very good, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not picking
1: a team from Alabama. So you're picking Auburn to beat Jacksonville State in the first round. Jacksonville State from Alabama too, so I had to pick somebody. So you did pick a a team from Alabama. Both teams from Alabama, so I had to pick one. But see, do
2: do you care more about getting the game right, or I'm petty. you, You care more about picking with your head or your heart. I'm petty because if I'm if I wanted to go that route. I'm picking Gonzaga, or uh, not Gonzaga, but Boise State to beat Memphis in the first round. That's true. Uh, I'm I'm picking Murray State to
1: beat Kentucky in the second round. I don't I don't hate Memphis as much as I hate the State of Alabama, which is fair. I I completely agree with you there, but
2: still it's a, a love hate relationship. It's it's Penny, which by the way I mentioned a moment ago that I'm at the phase of my bracket now of, of how brave do you want to be, Ben? Are you just going to be a coward? And and the answer is yes, I am going to be a coward. Uh, But I mentioned Memphis as kind of one of those games that can dictate how brave I'm going to be because, like I said yesterday, I could absolutely see Memphis beating Gonzaga. It, It would not surprise me at all. There's some metrics that say since Imani Bates left Memphis about a month, month and a half ago, They've been the second-best team in the country behind Gonzaga. Uh, Torvik is, I believe, the metric that has indicated. Since Imani Bates' last game in a Memphis uniform, Memphis has been statistically and by the analytics the second-best team in the country. That's a lie. And and only behind Gonzaga. So, again, it wouldn't surprise me to see Memphis make a run. But the reason I will ultimately not pick Memphis to make a run, I think I'm going to pick Memphis to beat Boise State and then lose to Gonzaga in that second round because I don't trust Penny. I don't trust Penny. And the other thing, like I just mentioned with Houston, is outside of of Houston and a down Cincinnati team Mm -hmm. and – an SMU team that is so-so and an SMU team that Memphis lost to in the American Conference, like, who have they beat since Imani Bates went out? Like, again, like, the American is weak, and they benefited from the American being weak after that. So mainly I don't trust Penny, but also, like, they're going to have to prove that they can beat somebody that is legitimate before I'm I'm willing to, to really buy in to them.
1: Yeah, we had a good little time when they went on that three-game losing streak um, in, in January, and you know, they had a four-game losing streak at the end of November, December, and um, things were falling apart. But you know, they beat Houston twice in the regular season and uh, went on a six-game winning streak there in February and then another four-game winning streak and then two games in the AAC tournament, and then they lost to Houston in the finals. So when you look at the talent on that team and how they have come together, you got to give credit to Penny Hardaway for uh, getting the ship steered in the right direction. But I do have Memphis uh, advancing against Borgia State. But the other other games that I'm having trouble with is uh, North Carolina and Marquette. The 8-9. I guess it's getting me. That's a all.
2: Bit. Yeah, that always gets me every year because it's such a coin flip. Such a coin flip.
1: North Carolina disappointed me there in the ACC tournament, but the way they finished against Duke was was very impressive. Um, Alabama versus Rutgers or Notre Dame. I'm struggling because we know Alabama can beat a team like Gonzaga. They could beat a team like Tennessee, but then they'll lose to Georgia. So, which team are we going to see in the first round? I have not selected Alabama versus Rutgers or Notre Dame. I think Rutgers will beat Notre Dame, but I haven't selected that one yet.
2: I do think Rutgers will beat Notre Dame tonight. And I'm going to pick Alabama, but I don't pick them with a lot of confidence because they are a team that could lose to Rutgers or Notre Dame. But Alabama is also a team that could make it to the elite eight or the sweet 16, which Alabama team shows up. I don't know. Yeah, Hopefully, oh. hopefully the bad version. Hopefully they lose the Rutgers or Notre Dame. That would be glorious. But I think they at least make it out of the, the, the first round. And, and then who would they play in the second round? Texas Tech. Yeah, they'll lose that game. That, that's how I'll have it playing out on my bracket, is beating Rutgers, losing to Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to be petty, man. I'm, I'm going to fill out my bracket the way uh, the way I'm going to fill it out, try to win as much as I can. And um, I don't know, I might pick Alabama. So are you going to pick Houston or UAB? No, I'm going to pick Houston. I think Houston will win. I was kidding. What are you doing with Murray State down there? I got Murray State winning. against San Fran. I got Kentucky beating Murray State.
2: It looks like you got somebody beating Kentucky there in the Sweet Sixteen. I got Purdue. Purdue beating Kentucky.
1: Yeah, man, if Kevin Grady don't start making shots, they going home, man.
2: Yeah, they they are, absolutely. are. Kentucky's a fascinating team in
1: that regard. But Keon Brooks is is, I think, very important, and he's he's played well. He's played well for Kentucky. So, Keon Brooks, I think if he has a good game or games, I think they could um, withstand Kellen Grady not making shots because they're not playing against a team like Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's better than Kentucky. You hear what I said? I said Tennessee's a better basketball team than Kentucky. Yep. They're better. They are. So, if Kellen Grady can't make shots, and then Keon Brooks is able to be productive, I think Kentucky can win the first two games. But against a Purdue team, I think where well, the talent is is better, Purdue is not better than Tennessee, but I think Purdue will send Kentucky home.
2: Yeah, I don't think Purdue is necessarily better than Kentucky, but I think they are certainly capable of presenting some problems with Jay Nivey, who is an absolute stud. Top five pick, yes, and I don't think he'll be the number one overall pick, but he has entered the number one overall pick conversation at minimum. And Zach Eady, big old boy, that should give Oscar Shebey some issues. I, I, I don't know that it, it will work out that way, but you would think that Zach Eady at seven foot three, seven four. 7'4"? How the hell you get that tall? I don't know. How tall was he in eighth grade? <laughs> they were checking his birth certificate in, in middle school basketball. In AAU ball.
1: Man, I bet, I bet that little eighth grade pitcher, that class pitcher was hilarious.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you would think that his size would be able to disrupt Oscar Sheboy there oh, in, will. in the post. Like, I I would still pick Oscar to win that matchup. Oscar's probably going to be the national player of the year for a reason. I mean, he, he is very talented, but but still, um, Purdue has the ingredients to upset Kentucky. The question is, will they? I, th- I think it's certainly possible. And man, I'm hoping Murray State can pull off the upset in round two. But if if not, let's let's hope that old Purdue can can take care of business and not allow. Kentucky to keep on advancing. I, I saw one bracket from a Kentucky media member yesterday. Had Kentucky beating Tennessee
1: in the national championship game. Huh. You know, that would be an upset. It would. That would be an upset because Tennessee is better than Kentucky basketball. Although technically it would not be an upset because Kentucky is the higher seat. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It would be an upset. Because Tennessee is better. Simple as that. 865 65 3 hour one is brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Gonna give away some baseball tickets for Sunday this week. Got some tickets to give away for Sunday's baseball game this week here on the Swain Event. So keep it locked in. We'll be right back. Ben McKee, Jason Swain.
3: If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503.
1: Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website, swainevent.com don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone check out my friends at 42nd street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007 42nd street brand strategy design jc's tree and landscaping service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price trimming and removing trees are their specialty They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799.
0: In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward, despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995.
1: If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange Action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Fellas. When it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you because when you look good, you feel good. Go to marknelsondenham.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis,
3: or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what
1: makes your training different than others?
3: I've been practicing in Knox for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved.
1: Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy.
0: Ah! <laughs>
1: So hard not to pick Tennessee to win the whole deal. They're playing great. They're one of the best teams in college basketball. All right, I'm clicking that power T. You see me over here being click, click, click. Tennessee over Leno, Tennessee over Colorado State. Click, click. Advance, advance, advance. Oh man, I such the VFL. Can't help it. Alright, who we got? what we got for around the SEC the
2: first four took place last night or half of the first four took place last night but you also had some SEC teams in action last night because the NIT began last night and Vanderbilt in the first round of the NIT beat Belmont 82 to 71. Nice win there for Jerry Stackhouse and the Commodores. Belmont, a very talented basketball team. And Jordan Wright had 24 points as Vanderbilt beat Belmont 82-71 in the first round of the NIT. Texas A&M beat Alcorn State 74-62. The Aggies also win in the first round of the NIT. Tonight... You've got two more teams in action in the NIT, Mississippi State, and Virginia on ESPN2 at seven. Virginia is two and a half point favorites. Uh, and then Iona, Rick Pitino in Gainesville to take on the Gators with a 9 p.m. tip on ESPN2, four to six and a half point favorites. So a little NIT action for you if if you get bored. Uh, but that that's what was going on in the, the world of SEC basketball yesterday. Elsewhere, uh, Georgia offensive lineman Owen Condon entered the transfer portal. Not huge news there. He was a backup offensive lineman, but still enters the portal. Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis, he's going to be back for another season after – there was much speculation as to whether he would, would be back for another season. And Good move will. or not? Agree I'm, or disagree? Uh, I I kind of understood either or. Uh, and, and I'm perfectly okay with giving him an extra year, one more year. Ole Miss kind of banged up throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And I do think Kermit Davis is a heck of a basketball coach when it comes to The X's and O's, but can he take that next step? That is the the question. Uh, You you can get away with just being an X's and O's coach at a place like MTSU, but at a place like Ole Miss, you've got to do a a little bit more.
1: So I'm cool with Kermit Davis coming back. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we talked about it last week, and I felt like that uh, Kermit Davis deserved another year because of all the injuries. Yeah. So good for Kermit.
2: And then the last thing I've got for you is some more Georgia football news, and that is that Darnell Washington has a lower leg injury and will miss spring. Kirby Smart told the media yesterday uh, Georgia is already without Brock Bowers, who will miss the spring as he recovers from labrum surgery. So it doesn't appear to be a huge deal. It appears to be just – some spring cleanup that every football team has. For instance, Tennessee has some of that as well. I don't expect Kamal Haddon to do much of anything this spring because of uh, some, some injury cleanup stuff, which is unfortunate because Kamal Haddon needs all the reps that he can get this spring because he could potentially be Tennessee's starting corner for next season. So, Brock Bowers, I, I wouldn't read too much into him having labrum surgery. That, that is a significant surgery, but you, you see shoulder cleanups all the time this time of year, and I, I would think that that's what it is. And then Darnell Washington, there, there wasn't much more of an explanation other than he has a lower leg injury and he will miss the spring. So, don't know if it's a typical Spring cleanup as I'm talking about, or if it's a a more severe lower leg injury. But it appears Eric Gilbert is back in the fold at tight end for Georgia.
1: Are you playing you want to play tight end now?
2: Yep. And uh apparently he's handling his business. Mm, I believe when I see it. Yep, but that's uh that's quite the, the tight end room if if he is. Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, and Brock Bowers. Woo! Woo. A whole lot of talent in one room.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. A whole lot of talent in the one room to have a team meeting. Talent's not been an issue at all for, for George and Kirby Smart. At all. I mean, they are they are loaded. No question about it. Um... I do have something for around the SEC as well. Please share. And that is Buzz Williams. They they won last night against Alcorn State. And uh, he prepared a statement. It was a lengthy statement. But. He commented on basically not being picked to be in the NCAA tournament. And. William said that he spent hours poring over the data, trying to understand how those 12 SEC competition only wins were not enough. While knowing that the four teams in the SEC that won more than the Aggies were awarded 4C or higher. He said his research also focused on the committee itself, its members and how they were appointed. In other words, what committee selected the committee? The career paths, meeting frequency, and topics of discussion. Quote, I want to make sure that I studied it all with the lens they do so that I could better understand how what we did this season wasn't enough. I wanted this understanding so I could have an explanation for our players, their parents, and coaches, and be accountable in my relationship with each of them. After studying all of this nonstop the last two days and looking at it from every vantage point, it defies logic. That we are not in the NCAA tournament, despite repeated pleas, he said he has been given no specific data, only generalities, but those of uh, by those above him, causing him to lose all respect and faith in the system, and those are in it. What has transpired, transpired is wrong process is obviously obviously flawed it is apparent that they there is way more included that is unseen and unknown in the selection of the 36 at-large teams than what the public is made aware of until there is complete transparency and accountability the system will stay broken and this will continue to happen uh buzz williams ain't playing And I would feel the same way. You ask those players to give you everything that they have. And they did that. Now, you have to include the fact that Texas A&M went on an eight-game losing streak. But they played in the toughest conference in America. And they mowed through the competition late in the season. And I think the thing that's probably the most glaring here is the fact that A&M won more games than everyone in the SEC except for four teams.
2: And those four teams, who I imagine are Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas, I imagine those are the four teams that they did not win more and throw, games than. And throw Tennessee
1: in there. I said Tennessee. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry, my bad. All, all good in the hood. Like those four teams are for the best teams in the country. <laughs> and, and awarded
1: four seed or higher.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and 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 one of the teams should have been a two seed as well. You, three of those four should have been two seeds. Th- those are the teams that AM only didn't win more games than. Buzz Williams has every right to feel the way that he does. I would be livid if I were him. I would be livid because it just does not make sense. How how can a selection committee, whose sole job is to get it right, get it so wrong? How I mean, the, it's the same thing with Tennessee, and Tennessee ended up better off for it. But it's it's still just the principle of getting it right. Your job is to field the best teams, one through 68, seed them properly, and they did not do that this year.
1: It's your job. It's your job. You have one job. And I'm sitting here watching Wyoming last night, and I'm like, yo, this team is not better than Texas A&M. How is this team more deserving than than Texas A&M? They're not. The the, the the one that really grinds my gears is Notre
2: Dame. Uh, Notre Dame has no business being in the NCAA tournament. None. None. But again, I, I think, and I mentioned this earlier this week, I think it is a lack of respect for the SEC. I don't think people have wrapped their minds around the SEC being a basketball power. I don't think that the the country and national media members and and those outside of the SEC footprint have wrapped their mind around the SEC being dominant in basketball. It is still viewed as a football conference and that is no longer the case. Is football the 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 butter that butters the bread? Yes. Always, yeah. Always will be. First in foremost on the priority list and and at the top of the totem pole but the sec has become an everything league the sec is dominant in football the sec is dominant in men's basketball in women's basketball in baseball in softball tennis golf track and field everything the sec is dominant in everything and and i i think that there's still this stereotype that it's only a football league especially when you just keep it the football and basketball the sec was arguably the best conference in college basketball this year arguably and if if you don't think it was the the best league in the country by itself at minimum the sec was 1a 1b with the big 10 and the sec got zero respect with how the team's were seeded and with a And M not making the the NCAA tournament, I I think that's the root of the issue, is is that people are not yet accepting the SEC as the dominant basketball conference that it has become. They they think it's the conference of ten to fifteen years ago, and that is no longer the case. They think it's the conference of seven years ago, and that is no longer the case. The SEC is as great as it's ever been in basketball and quite frankly it's here to stay
1: i mean how many times has the sec won in the sec big 12 challenge and this is a this is a challenge that goes on not in the beginning of the season where teams are trying to find themselves and they are no they are nowhere close to being the same team uh mid-season or at this point of the season but we see the ACC, and uh, I forgot if, if it's the ACC, the SEC. I know like Kentucky played Duke early in the season, right. um, but those both teams are different right now. But the SEC in the Big Twelve, they played in the middle of the season. We played Texas, lost to Texas, but the SEC won six to four last year. If not mistaken, won the challenge. So the SEC has has improved each and every year and they've put people on notice. We're supposed to hate the SEC, the other team. But it's hard not to take up for Texas A&M in this case. It's hard not to. We're supposed to be happy when all SEC teams are struggling or or not being successful, but this is different, man. It's undeniable. This is different. This is different for me. It, it's undeniable. Maybe because it's not football, but it's it's different. What's it, right is right. Wrong is wrong. Those kids at Texas A and M, they they poured their hearts out. Right,
2: and well, I think part of it is Tennessee doesn't have any beef with A and M.
1: Not yet. Not
2: yet. Not in basketball. They 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 haven't had any beef with with any thing A and M that I can think of off the top of my head. No, not yet. Not not in football. Not yet. Baseball. No, not yet. Um, I'm sure it'll come. I'm sure it'll come. So I'm I'm sure that is playing into our emotions. And, and we wouldn't be talking about it as emphatically if it were Alabama or Florida or, or Kentucky.
1: it feels you know? Alabama, we'd be like, man, black them kids.
2: That's right. Go home. That's right.
1: Concentrate on your studies. That's right. You'll need basketball right now. <laughs> You're going to be a pro or something else anyways. Most of y'all ain't going to play in pro- – Professional basketball. Concentrate on your schoolwork. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even if this was one of those teams that we hate, it it would still be undeniable that that resume deserves to be in the NCAA tournament. It's as simple as that. That resume deserves to be in the NCAA tournament.
1: The truth is, if they'll do it to Texas A&M, who knows? They may do it to us. We may have a team that start off slow and figure it out, figures it out like those guys. And we may be in that same position. So uh, if it can happen to them, it can happen to anybody. And we are anybody. So uh, you don't necessarily put a lot of weight into that because of what Rick Barnes has created here and the way that he has coached and recruited and developed. You don't think that Tennessee is going to be in a position where they are a a bubble team and on the last four line to get in or last four to get out or be out, but it could happen. You just never know injuries and things like that. You just never, you just never know. It's kind of weird to see Olivier getting hurt. And then like the team taking the next step. And it's not because Olivier got hurt and he was, like, a problem and the team just got better because he got hurt. It was the, the guards that took the game to the next level. But I think it's human nature, if you are Olivier, to be like, dang, man, wish I was out there with those boys. Man, they they got better, and I'm
2: not able to play. Hey, Olivier was uh, walking around last, last week at yeah, practice before it? they left for – for Tampa. You
1: think he's going to try to play?
2: If they make it far enough, I think he will. Because and I'm I'm saying that based off of what Tennessee said at Rick's press conference after South Carolina when they announced that he was was having surgery, the the wording was based off when the injury is happening, it's unlikely that he returns this season. They they didn't say he was out for the season. He just said it was unlikely that he returns, which makes me think if, if they were able to make it to the Final Four or really make it all the way, that maybe he would have a chance to, to play a couple of minutes at at the end. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I, I think that if he were definitively out for the year, that they would have said he was definitively out for the year at the time. They 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 made it seem like if the injury had happened a month prior, then he wouldn't be out for the year but but based off of when he was having surgery and how much schedule was left that he wouldn't be able to return
1: two and a half weeks this is the final four
2: so april, april, april walking around april the second i mean I, I don't know how effective he would be obviously and he, i i would not start him like you were before and he would not play as much as he did before but it it would be cool to get him out there for a couple of minutes in the first half and Maybe in the second half, but you know, in 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 a good way, Olivier Kamwa getting hurt did help Tennessee because it it forced Rick Barnes to play some of those bigs that he was reluctant to play, and if if Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Jonas Adu don't get thrown in the fire, are are they chipping in these last couple of games the way that they have, and and I think. A, the answer is no. And B, I like Olivier. He was starting to play his best basketball, but Olivier as your only post player, I don't know that Tennessee reaches the point that it did and has if it's just Olivier producing. So, in a way, I like, I hate it for Olivier from a personal standpoint. Like, he finally wins the SEC tournament, and he wasn't able to be a part of it.
1: Stinks, man. Stinks.
2: It, it really does stink. And it, it's looking like he's not going to be able to be a part of the NCAA tournament run either. So I hate it for him, but in a way, like, it helped Tennessee.
1: I remember when um, I got hurt against Georgia, and we put up 50 points. You were the prop. I got hurt, like, in the first quarter. I, didn't, I wasn't even part of the comeback. I had the biggest boo-boo face. Is that the only time y'all scored fifty that year? Yeah, I think so, but remember we had, we had the uh, pump block for a touchdown. So I mean, kind of offense necessarily didn't didn't drop fifty. We scored a lot of points, but I'm saying, but I had to I had to like I was happy, but I was kind of like uh, I I, I could play. It was weird. It was really 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 weird, but some derelict spray, Olivia. Get
0: you back out there. Hour two, coming up.